3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. 3CR pays respect to elders, past and present of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their unceded sovereignty. This is 3CR Breakfast. Alternative news, analysis and current affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am to 8.30am. Good morning. You're listening to 3CR. Uh, Tuesday breakfast, 7am. It's the 15th of June. Uh, you're joined here by me, Genevieve Fong, Carnegie and Evie. Uh, how is everyone? Very special show today. Feeling a bit nervous, but I'm excited, ready to go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, for everyone that doesn't know, shame on you, but <laughs> um, it's Radiothon this week and I guess for the next couple weeks um, where we are pushing everyone to donate to 3CR. Um, uh, it's really important that you donate. Um, we're powered off uh, our donations um, and so far we've got, uh, just a Tuesday breakfast, we've got $670 raised and we've got 430 to go. So really important. It's really exciting. I know. <laughs> yeah, we're over halfway already. So thank you so much to everyone who's already donated. And it's really, like, it, it's, you know, we uh, we appreciate any amount, big or small, um, so if you can spare a couple of dollars our way, that would be great. Just a couple of things uh, to know about where your money is going. Um, so, for example, $35 will pay for a new uh, turntable stylus, so you can keep hearing your favourite tunes. Uh, $50 pays for one month's supply of coffee to keep our graveyard shift volunteers going. And the morning shift, I and, think. And <laughs> definitely the morning shift, yeah, and also uh, $200 allows us to podcast your favourite show, um, like this one, so you can listen back anytime. Yeah, there's over also over 400 volunteers that uh, help run 3CR, which is like an enormous amount, so any donation would be awesome. All right. We've got the donation link on our Twitter page as well as the website for um, th- for Tuesday Breakfast in particular. And the Instagram. And the Instagram as well. Um, you can also go to 3cr.org.au, but also if you don't have time to call, you can also just SMS your pledge of support to 0488 809 855 and we'll send you back the payment details as well. And if you would like to call, um, we will be taking phone calls today we won't put you to air unless unless you want to. Unless you want to. <laughs> um, but the number to call is nine four one nine eight three seven seven. That's nine four one nine eight three seven seven. Yeah. Also, if you wanted a cool shout out, we'll speak uh, speak out your name on air. On air. On air. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should uh, shout out a few people this morning. Um, I wanted to uh, start off by um, shouting out my former student, Eleanor Theboom, for her very uh, generous donation. So thank you, Elle. Uh, I wanted to thank my dad, who's donated from Mumbai in India, and he's finally come out of lockdown. 
um, oh, after wow. like a year. Oh, wow. So, fantastic. Have they been in lockdown for a year? Yeah. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> um, I wanted to thank Cam, who's also on the show Yena Parasan, who's helping out other people at 3CR. So thanks so much, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Yeah, and um, my partner also uh, made a j- donation and uh, <laughs> made the comment, keep it radical. So thank you so much. <laughs> Um, hang on, I have a. I, this is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was live in studio. <laughs> yeah, we have a massive live audience <laughs> watching us right now. Um, all right, so a bit of a different tone, obviously, for this uh, show today. We're going to be making a couple of calls to uh, old voices um, from Tuesday Breakfast, a couple of other calls to some friends and family about, obviously, why 3CR Community Radio is so important. But I guess we'll start off by, uh, I guess, talking about why we do 3CR and why we think community radio is important. Does anyone want to start? <laughs> sure. I mean, I think that community radio is hugely important because we give a voice to lots of people who are not represented in mainstream media and we hear their stories firsthand. Um, and I think that's super important. It's a completely different perspective um, that we don't really often see at all. Yeah, I, community radio is so important to me because people are very generous with their time. I know I've only been, you know, on Tuesday breakfast for a short time, but everyone's really excited to, you know, come on and talk to us and be able to communicate with people in a way that is much more, it feels much more honest and real and you can get into things that you normally wouldn't necessarily even have time for, even just on mainstream media. So it's been a really fulfilling and wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, people think of, uh, well, the word activism can sometimes be, you know, um, a bit of a dirty word or people can be a bit sceptical, but I think working in community radio, like it really is very much tied to activism at a grassroots level. Um, uh, we do, um, you know, go to rallies and we do organise and, and ensure that, um, yeah, our communities are listened to and are telling their stories and, and are, um, you know, uh, creating change. Um, for a better world. So, yeah, that's why I love I love community radio, but more specifically 3CR. Yeah, definitely. I think just, like, even having a media source that is completely community-run by volunteers, uh, like, with the aim of amplifying voices in the community is, like, so valuable in, you know, a world that's, like, dominated by... Um, mainstream media outlets Um, so and you know like we um, it's really nice to have the community have full autonomy over something um, not have to pander towards um, any sort of corporations or anything like that so I think that is super super valuable and I think 3CR considering we've been on the air I think it's like 40 years um, is, I mean, incredible. It's so remarkable that after all this time, you still, you know, you still have the space to talk about what matters to you, mm-hmm. and and not just like you know what interests me, because I love the idea that you know we can you know come on every week and talk about our niche interests in whatever way we want, <laughs> but it, like we know about the things that affect our communities, and it's really such a gratifying thing to be able to do that. 
Yeah, definitely. And I mean, such a like privilege to have the position to like, you know, hand over the mic to someone else. And um, yeah, which I mean, this is what it's all about. Like the more voices get heard, the better. And that's why you should donate. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that we haven't even mentioned yet is just the skills that we've all learnt. Yeah. Um, in the time that we're here, it is so vital to be able to pass on that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And uh, 3CR helped, has helped us along the way in like what is a very scary thing, going mm-hmm. live on air with no <laughs> just yeah. throwing you into the deep end. But it's just been so good to be able to get, learn those skills from people on Definitely. the job. Definitely. I never imagined. I like signed up for this being like, yeah, help out at reception. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they were like, no, we need presenters. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to play a quick announcement, but we'll be right back. During our announcement, If you just to repeat, if you wanted to donate, uh, please phone 94198377 or text 488809 or go to the 3CR website 3cr.org.au slash donate you can make us very happy aren't you glad to have 3cr in your life power this radical radio and donate to keep us so very happy Call us now on 9419 8377 or donate online 3cr.org.au. You can make us very happy. I'm so glad you came into my life. Oh my god, we were all just admiring that incredible uh, singing voice. <laughs> from uh, Kyle, who's a 3CR volunteer. Um, Yeah, and, you know, you can make us very happy if you donate to us. I mean, that song already (laughs) has made me very happy. I know. I'm ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, very quickly, though, we are going to mention just some quick news headlines um, just for today. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to start off by mentioning um, that... uh, the uh, producer from the film They Are Us has decided to resign. So the film They Are Us um, is a project that was um, meant to depict Jacinda Ardern's response to the Christchurch uh, terror attacks um, and has resigned uh, after criticisms that that the film um, is focusing on um, a white woman, a white politician, as opposed to the Muslim community. Um, and I know that there's been a lot of um, action uh, within the um, Muslim communities, both in um, Otero but also here, um, protesting this film, um, which seems, yeah, I'm very inappropriate to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of great that the, you know they've made that decision to not to not focus on um, another white woman in that context um we should be telling the stories from a different perspective i think at this point 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen next, but yeah, at this stage, um, producer Philippa Campbell has announced that she's resigning from the proposed production. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm just reading from The Guardian. They've contacted, um, you know, the associated production companies for more comment and I guess watch this space. But yeah, I think that already is, um, a big change. In other news, uh, the creator of a new federally funded trial that will see pharmacists offer counselling on birth control options to people who purchase emergency con- contraception uh, says the program has been misrepresented as a barrier to reproductive choice when its real aim is to increase access and affordability. On Saturday, uh, the Daily Telegraph published an article stating that pharmacists would offer private birth control counselling to young women who turn up requesting emergency contraception or the medical abortion pill. While this is true, the program's creator said the headline in print, Talk Before Birth Control Pharmacists to Offer Counselling, seriously misinterpreted the study leading to a wave of outrage from women online. Um, the emergency contraception pill, which is commonly known as Plan B or the morning after pill, taken after um, unprotected sex aims to prevent uh, fertilisation of the egg and is available over the counter. And there's also a medical abortion pill, which is heavily regulated prescription drug that is taken by a newly pregnant person. Um, So pretty much they're trying to offer counselling towards which option, but a lot of people have taken it in regards to, you know, a a talking out of like a pro-life kind of approach, which they've strongly denied. But it'll be interesting to watch this space in terms of what ends up happening. I think women are um, uh, fair enough (laughs) sceptical. Yeah. Yeah. It is like you know, the the ability to have those conversations with a trusted professional is a good thing, but also you want to make sure that that's still highly regulated Yeah, to understand there's no judgment or anything involved. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I also thought worth mentioning uh, is Israel has recently gotten a new um, leader in charge. So several world leaders uh, have welcomed Israel's new government Um, but Palestinians have remained defiant over what they perceive as a continuation of the previous administration. So Benjamin Netanyahu's 12-year grip on power ended uh, on Sunday, and his administration replaced by a coalition government cobbled together by the centrist Yair Lapid and ultra-nationalist Naftala Bennett in a razor-thin 60-59 to confidence vote, which Israel's parliament approved uh, the new government. Um, so, I mean, pretty much in terms of uh, Palestine, nothing's really changed. Um, Netanyahu getting knocked out of power doesn't really help their um, uh, help their goals, which is really disappointing. So it's kind of just like um, politics play here, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. Well... Uh, we'll go to a quick announcement, but we'll be right back. Um, also, sorry, just getting in, uh, Jennifer, uh, who says, uh, they are loving the vibe this morning, um, was inspired to call us talking about, uh, how scary it was to go on air. (laughs) It's not that scary, but it's it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, don't listen to Genevieve. It's actually very scary. <laughs> um, and uh, they say thanks for your commitment to platform alternative voices. Thank you so much, Thank you, Jennifer. Jennifer. Thank, Thank you, Jennifer. you for your donation awesome. too. It's very generous. Incredibly generous and uh, means that we've got uh, just under $400 uh, to go to reach our goal of uh, $1,100. So please keep calling in. Um, we're going to, I mean, you're going to be hearing a lot of our voices this morning, but um, uh, we really need you to donate. Um, but yeah, we'll be right back just after this quick donation. I mean, quick donation. Sorry, <laughs> my words are getting all jumbled up already. Quick announcement. <laughs> Did you know that each donation over $2 you make to 3CR's Radiothon is tax deductible? That means that when you're doing your tax return business, you can claim your 3CR donation as a legitimate tax deduction. To make a pledge to this year's Radiothon, call the station on 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au/donate. 3CR Radiothon Community-powered radio. You're on Tuesday breakfast. Uh, it's very important. It's Radiothon. Uh, we're trying to get people to donate this morning. Um, but we are going to go to a track. But in the meantime, if you wanted to donate while we're playing this um, song, you can call us on 94198377 uh text the number 04880980855 and if you and if you text we can actually see the text messages so please text us if you don't want to call um i know it's still pretty early but if you um text your pledge or a message of support we can read it out which would be really cool yeah yeah, we'll read your name out on air <laughs> um, to be broadcasted to, I'm sure, our many listeners <laughs> that listen to us every, morning, every Tuesday morning. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can also go to um, 3cr.org.au to donate. Um, and uh, if you are using the website, make sure to select Tuesday Breakfast. All right, we'll go to a quick song. This song, I feel like, represents 3CR. Uh, in some way. It's called Unity, and it's actually by Queen Latifah uh, when she was in her hip-hop rapping days. Um, I really love this song, and I hope you guys too. I'm talking, one day I was walking down a block, I had my cut off shoe. 
dead in his eyes. playing in the background there is Queen Latifah's uh, U-N-I-T-Y, which is exactly what 3CR is all about, unity. <laughs> Great song choice. Yeah. Um, we actually have a very special caller on the phone now. Um, this is actually my uh, my mum, who <laughs> I'm going to call her out, um, is very nervous about being on air, but uh, she's got her partner, Mark. Hello, are you there? I am Genevieve. Good morning to you all. Good, <laughs> Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Uh, we're not too bad. We're up in Pilato, which we got hammered by that really bad weather last week, but we're, we're surviving okay. You've got power. Yeah, we've finally got power on after 50 hours oh and water's wow. back on so we can have a shower. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right, well, uh, you listen most weeks. I beg your pardon? You listen, you listen into Tuesday Breakfast most weeks, right? Right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> pressure, <laughs> Um, what do you, and also, fun fact for the audience, um, Mark actually used to be a 3CR Ooh. volunteer. Um, what year were you here, Mark? Do you remember? Oh, we're, we're going back a few years now, probably for all of you, were born in the 80s and early 90s. Wow. I was not part of 
doing time with uh, Mouse and Jenny. Um, I don't know if Mouse and Jenny is still around doing their thing, but yes, I used to pop in on a periodic basis and and we'd talk uh, prison issues and corrections issues and criminal justice issues, uh, which was was a great way of getting some news and information across to the men and women in prison and uh, read out letters from family members and also discuss uh, corrections policy and things like that so that... uh, uh, people could get a better insight into what goes on in our prisons on a daily basis. Yeah, and doing time is still on. Still yes, on I know. I think <laughs> Mar- Marissa and Peter on Monday afternoons, yeah, I yeah. believe. So um, tune in to that, people, because it is really worthwhile to get an insight into the issues that affect uh, people who are in our criminal justice system. Uh, and uh, it's not a particularly pleasant experience, no matter what people have done. I think it provides a really good insight into how how um, the system treats people and and what happens to them once we lock them up. Definitely. And it is our responsibility to know these things. Definitely. I mean, you're doing all the promo for me. Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, on that note, I guess, what do you think um, is important about community radio, and why do you think people should donate? Well, community radio is well. Radio is fantastic. I call three CR cool radio. Um, because it just has that, as you are all mentioning earlier on, has that refreshing uh, voice for the alternative away from corporate, co- uh, commercialised sort of radio stations, which are pretty much everywhere on the radio dial now. And it's, it's I feel certainly greater uh, a connection to our community when I listen to 3CR. Because you're talking about things that are, have got a different take and and a different perspective on current affairs, you guys in particular, and your Tuesday show. And might I just say, I find it really refreshing to listen to four or five uh, really engaging, informative, intelligent women. Um, it's it's a nice change because, again... Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's, it, you just, you know, you'll get the occasional female presenter on other radio stations, but... Uh, it's still a male-dominated world on radio, as, as from, uh, from what I can gather. Yeah. And uh, that's where 3CR plays a really key role. I think the fact that you represent a lot of diverse cultures, a lot of diverse uh, attitudes and social positions, and you take a perspective that's just, you know, different for everyone else. So I really congratulate 3CR on continuing to do that. And, and you guys are, you know, forging away on your Tuesday mornings. So good on you. Oh, that's, so lovely. <laughs> that's lovely. And um, as I saw here, uh, do you, are you pledging this morning? Yes, we're pledging. Uh, Veronica and I are going to give you guys two months of coffee. Uh, we're going to give you $100. So uh, I think uh, wow. $100 is going to be well, well deserved. So thank you. We'd love to give you more. And we encourage your listeners to, to give whatever they can give. It is a difficult times for a lot of people. But if you can even find five bucks, uh, one coffee, um, mm-hmm. is all, if everyone did that, then 3CR would be rocking really well. So That's extremely um, generous of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hang on, I've, got to, I've just got to play the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of donations. <laughs> donations rolling in, rolling into yeah. 3CR. Riches. stuff. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mark. Um, and thank you, Mum. I know you're listening in the background. <laughs> um, Love you, Piggy. <laughs>
Love you guys too. Keep up the good work, all right? It's fantastic. It's really enjoyable to wake up on Tuesday mornings and listen to you five. Um, you're obviously got a good team happening there and it just is a wonderful thing to listen to a different radio that means something to us. So go 3CR and everyone donate. Thank you. All right, well, you have a good rest of your morning. Thank you. Oh, sorry, I just cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> that was so lovely. Oh, so lovely. Yeah. Um, that was, for people that don't know, um, that was my mum and her partner, Mark, um, and very generously uh, donated some money, um, which is really awesome. Uh, and I think, like, you really, you know, hit the nail on the head with, you know, why community radio is so important. And it was really nice to hear that from um, a listener and maybe our number one fan, <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> I think Mark articulated community radio better than Andy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I should have just let him just do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, do a PSA. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I reckon we'll go to a quick announcement, but we will be right back. Why not pledge your support now? Just text the word DONATE to 0488 930 855. That's 0488 930 855. Okay, you're listening to 3CR Tuesday Breakfast. Uh, it's almost 7.30. Um, and I just wanted to shout out a few more people um, and thank them for donating to 3CR and supporting us on the show. Um, wanted to shout out to my family, my sibling Chi, um, my mum Hung, and also my partner James for donating. Thank you so much and thank you for your support. Um, I also wanted to shout out to my friend Alex as well for his encouragement and ongoing support of uh, both me and us and the show. And I wanted to do a super big shout out to one of my best friends from high school who's donated all the way from New York, um, Grace Kim. She's the best and is always supportive of anything I do, even from across the world. Um, and also to my partner's mom, Therese, who is a longtime community radio fan and activist and tunes into the show most mornings and is not my number one biggest fan. <laughs> Um, I wanted to shout out Tristan, um, who is one of our uh, fans on um, Twitter, and um, very generous donation as well. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and also, one of our previous breakfasters, Lauren, also gave us a very generous donation. Yes, an absolute angel and powerhouse. <laughs> um, so, again, if you'd like to donate, um, we've raised... Oh. We've now raised $820, um, and so we've got 280 to go to meet our target of 1100 So if you'd like to donate, remember, you can call us on 94198377. Uh, you could SMS on 0488809855, or you could visit us online um, at 3cr.org.au. Yeah, let's smash that total. Yeah, we'll we can do it. Harder. I reckon we could. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean, we've got uh, half an hour to. Uh, with not like yeah, it's seven thirty. So maybe even before eight o'clock. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
We've also got a very uh, special guest on the line at the moment, Lauren. Lauren used to be a presenter on uh, Tuesday Breakfast. How are you going, Lauren? I'm good. How are you guys? $820. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is so exciting. Passing <laughs> um, it. Yeah, due to people like you, Lauren, who I just shouted out before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your donation as well. No, that's okay. I didn't know I was going to be on or I would have held it to pledge on air. But <laughs> it all goes to the same pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just quickly, uh, what's your take on community radio? Why do you think it's so important? Oh my God, I love community radio. Um, I was thinking about this when you asked me to come on, and I feel like 3CR, like when I think about 3CR, I think about 3CR being everywhere, right? Like every rally you go to, every community event, every like organizing meeting discussion, there's a 3CR presence. Like 3CR is in the community and bringing those voices to the masses, to the wider community. So we really are all in this together. And 3CR makes sure that we're all connected and we all hear each other and are a part of the movement. And I just think it's amazing. Definitely. And I'm puffing. Sorry, I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really fine. Really, <laughs> I think I first heard you, in fact, Lauren, on 3CR when you were still um, on the breakfast show. And that's how, like, I just, like, I I'd heard, like, some various, like, 3CR shows, like, um, Cam and Andy's before, but um, that was the first time where I was really like switched on to like you know how much how important um, even it, it, all the shows are in all their respective ways to all the communities that 3CR represents, and I was just really excited by like you know just how anyone could just like you know contribute what they knew to be like interesting news and interesting current affairs, and I always thought that was really yeah. cool. So it's it's just exactly. really exciting. And, like, Disability Day, that's, like, my favourite day of the year because what other media platform hands the entire day over to people with lived experience from a community and says, you guys work it out. You tell us what we need to know and what we need to hear and we'll give you all of the resources and training you need. Like, that's that's phenomenal. Definitely, yeah. Hmm. That sums it up really well, actually. Um, and what, what year did you start on 3CR Lauren? 2017. Okay, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> did you start in the same way as we did, which was like you know very awkwardly like going straight onto the air <laughs> breakfast? No, I started. I was living with former co-presenter George, and she interviewed me about some migration stuff. Like I came into the studio as a guest, and then was told later that it was kind of a test to see how I did, <gasps> and then they. <laughs> I didn't know that, so I'm glad that I didn't know that. And then they offered me a spot, um, and yeah, so it was a bit less awkward than yours, to be honest. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever works. Mm. Um, all right, well, thank you so much, Lauren, for your donation, and also just your volunteered time at 3CR. Um, and also for your ongoing support of Tuesday Breakfast, I feel like um, maybe you and you and Mark are like competing for number one status on Tuesday Breakfast because you're always sharing our stories and telling people to tune in. So thank you so much. No, you guys are doing amazing. Everybody listening, donate all your money. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) Yeah. Every last cent. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, Lauren.
That was Lauren X Tuesday Breakfast presenter, um, also pledging money. Um, all right, I reckon now should we go to a track? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm on track duty <laughs> this morning. Um, I want to play a song. Um, it's actually by one of the um, people that it's in uh, Digital Planets, um, uh, Ladybug Mecca. I'm kind of feeling a 90s, early 2000s groovy hip hop vibe this morning to get everyone donating. Um, and this one is called If I Need to Move On. Mm. If it plays. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> time with the seas sometimes we just need to sit still and master our breath like a monk into that well sometimes i feel the need to cry to release the fear through my tears and keep it moving cause i like to travel and i know how to move on if i need to move on sometimes you can From the systematic ways and habits Flow like etheric And get that leech off your spirit Like Tina did I on Friday night, yeah Sometimes you just need to throw a party And celebrate the fact that we're healthy And still here, uh Time to let your guard down Find trust in yourself So you can maintain the weight of your world And your wealth
That was Ladybug Mecca with If I Need to Move On. Uh, you're on Tuesday Breakfast. Um, it's Radiothon, uh, so we're trying to get people to donate. We've got $280 to go uh, until we reach our goal, but, I mean, let's push it further than that. Um, and just if you wanted to donate, uh, give us a call, 94198377 or text the number 0488. Eight oh nine, eight double. Sorry, eight double five. Um, we've got a guest, another guest. <laughs> um, this is uh, also an ex Tuesday breakfaster, uh, Anya. Anya, are you there? Hello, I'm here. Hi, how are you going this morning? I'm good. I've um, forgotten how it feels like to wake up this early. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you did it for a while, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there for about two years, I want to say. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you miss Tuesday breakfast at all? All the time. All the time. Oh. I mean, I don't miss the waking up, but I yeah. miss the adrenaline and being in the studio and you know being able to tell all these important stories. Yeah. Definitely. And I guess like why why is community radio specifically why is 3CR so important uh to you? Mm. 3CR is um you know always going to be super special to me because it's the place and I met so many interesting people with such interesting stories and um no matter what their background and what their situation is 3CR was always willing to listen and put them on, on air and every person with an important story had an opportunity to tell that story. Um, and also there was a real sense of community. Everyone there felt like they belonged to a big family and that's what I really loved and, and missed about 3CR. So, yeah. you know, if you have something important to say, 3CR will always listen and the whole 3CR family will behind you and that's what I love about 3CR. Definitely. Uh. Yeah, I think um, uh, what you said was so spot on. And I think personally, one of my favorite, uh, you know, moments um, at 3CR actually does, you know, include you, Anya. Um, it was, <laughs> you, you moderated such a great conversation about gate, gatekeeping in the media last year. And I remember it was, I feel like we were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. And oh, that was so good. Yeah, I and it felt like that. a real oh, highlight. It felt felt like um you know it was so rich and and you had um you know who did you have on you had um Madeline you had Arige you had Jim you had Osman Verki I felt like it was such a rich dialogue and and it was honestly like the highlight probably of lockdown so thank you so much for bringing the, that conversation um and that was done uh, thanks to 3CR yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, and only 3CR would give you such a, an opportunity to talk about something that not, you know, all mainstream media platforms would ever touch. Mm, so, definitely. Yeah. Mm, thank you. That's very kind. Um, well, we're always keen to have you on whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Is this when I um, pledge some money? Because I would like to. Yes. Pledge pledge away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I would like to pledge $50 to Tuesday Breakfast. Um, and I just also want to tell listeners that any money that they send you guys and 3CR in general is deeply appreciated. It literally keeps the lights on in the studio. And I know that, you know, um, you guys give up a lot of your time and energy to come in and do this important work, and it's all volunteer run. So I really encourage listeners to send in whatever they can and help 3CR along. 
Oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Anya. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, well, enjoy the rest of your day. Will do. You too. Thank you. Thank you. That takes our tally to $870, which is that fantastic. Is, that is so exciting. <laughs> wow. extremely exciting. Uh, just a reminder that we have a tally that we're hoping to raise of about $1,100. If we can smash that, it would be really awesome. Uh, the total station target is $250,000. So as Anya said, and as we've been saying, it keeps the lights on. We only re- like We rely on community donations. So if you feel like giving us some money... Please donate to 94198377. That's 94198377. Or you can text us on 0488 809 855. 0488 809 855. And we'll text you the details to donate. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to um, Asmina and Sam Clark, my uh, partner's parents, for donating as well. Um, thank you so much for your generosity. Yay, thank you so much. 3CR Radiothon. Show your support during June 2021. We think about the gay and lesbian movement, it you know, it really kicks off in the nineteen seventies in Australia. But acceptance didn't suddenly happen in the nineteen seventies. I think we often look back as if like the nineteen nineties even was this rosy period where people were accepted, but like actually, nah. Like the nineteen nineties were still actually quite a hard time to be openly gay. The nineteen nineties into the two thousands were maybe sort of a tipping point where you begin to see more acceptance. And I think with trans people you see that tipping point happening in the teens where there's more acceptance, there's more more visibility, but with that acceptance and visibility comes backlash, which sadly we're seeing playing out all over the world and in our parliaments. I mean, what's going on in New South Wales right now with that anti-trans bill that Mark Latham's pushing is absolutely atrocious. Again, the flip side of that, why are they being so atrocious? Well, because there's more acceptance. That doesn't make it any easier when they're being atrocious, but it's that thing of, you know, they're shouting loudly because attitudes have changed and they're trying to stop history, and they're going to lose. 3CR Radiothon, community-powered radio. To donate, call 03-9419-8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. You're listening to 3CR. Uh, the time is 7.47. And if you've just joined us, it is our very special Radiothon episode. Um, so our target uh, for Tuesday breakfast, I mean, our, uh, the station target is, is $250,000. Our show is 1100 but we are so determined to smash that we are, target. We really are. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to donate, you can call us on 94198377 or you can text us on 0488809855 and we will send you back the payment details. And we'll shout you out live on air if you donate to us during the show. Which is very exciting. Yeah. Do you want to hear your name live on radio? <laughs> yes. So give us some money. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, and if you want to text us, you know, why you love 3CR, why you love community radio, why you love our show in particular, <laughs> um, you can send us a message and, and we can also read that out um, on air, which would be pretty cool. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think some people worry that, like, they have to donate, like, a big amount, but it really is, yeah, just a couple of dollars if Whatever you can spare. Whatever you've got mm. will help us stay alive and well. Any amount of cash, and we've talked about how even the small amounts make a big difference. Um, it's so important, even just the small amounts add up to things like being able to have our show online. Mm, exactly. Um, we've got another guest. Yay! Guests. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and this is another ex-Tuesday breakfast star, um, uh, George Maxwell. Georgie there. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you going this morning? Good. I am not used to getting up early, but I'm really excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> <laughs> I know, you get so out of step with it, but... Um, yeah, I don't know how you guys do it every week. I know. To Very be impressive. fair, it, yeah, it doesn't really get any easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you used to be a presenter on Tuesday Breakfast, um, 3CR. Do you want to talk us through uh, when you started and why you decided to join up? Um, so I started in 2017 and I had a friend at uni, Ruby, who also used to be a presenter and she just was like, hey, you should come on the show. And I actually had never heard of 3CR before. Um, so it was a huge um, baptism of fire, I guess, <laughs> coming into the studio and then eventually joining Tuesday Breakfast and going on air pretty quickly. But um, it was such an amazing experience, amazing time. Yeah, definitely. And little fun fact, um, I actually found out about 3CR through George. So did I. <laughs> did you? Yeah, George and I worked briefly at wire together yes that's right <laughs> and so when i saw this is what george was doing i was like all right um yeah that's so funny you've yeah you've really uh left a mark on quite a few people george <laughs> oh i don't know about that but i'm so glad that you guys are on the show together that's yeah great <laughs> um and also just in general why do you think 3cr is so important why do you love it so much <laughs> This is such a hard question because there are obviously so many reasons yeah. you know, to, to love 3CR. And I was listening to Lauren and Anya speak before and they, they covered all of the really important ones around community and providing a platform for diverse voices and all of that. Um, so I was trying to think, like, what is another reason why the station is so important? Um, and I was thinking about how we just don't get this kind of coverage in the mainstream media, and we all know that at the station. Um, but... You know, you listen to mainstream media outlets and the coverage is like they'll present, you know, this kind of binary view of an idea of, of an issue. There's two sides. One of them is about being bigoted and the other side is about, you know, freedom and equality and all those kinds of things yeah. that we value here. And that's not good journalism. It's not valuing expert opinions of people who have lived experience. You know, it's not, it's not good quality. And I think we get so used to seeing that in our in our news and then you go to 3CR and you're like wow the coverage is so you know it's it's people speaking directly to their own experiences it's the effort that goes into making the shows I think that um when you know what it's like to be on the other side every time you put on the radio you're so impressed by the quality like I just can't believe that you do this every single week when you've had some time to step away from it but it's amazing to yeah for me to um to be able to be a listener now and just to turn on the radio when I'm getting ready um, and just to see the, to hear the quality and to hear about stories that I might not have found on my own and people bringing in things that they care about. It's, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty unheard of and we're very lucky to have the station, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's such a value, valuable point um, pinpointing, I guess, like where um, mainstream media gets it wrong in terms of like contestation for the sake of like contestation mm-hmm. for the sake yeah. of like dramatizing the news. Uh, Clicks, views. Yeah, sort of stuff. yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we don't have time for this anymore. We need to get straight to the point. We need to actually be learning about these issues from a more nuanced standpoint. You know, this kind of like two sides one side is offensive. It's just like, you know, we're so far beyond that now. It, it, mainstream media really needs to step up, but we're lucky to have community radio to kind of fill in the gaps for now, I guess. Definitely, yeah. It's an exhausting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, well, thank you so much, George. Um, thank you for your volunteering time and thank you for listening still. <laughs> yeah, I love Tuesday breakfast. <laughs> Um, all right, well, um, we might uh, go to a quick announcement. Thanks, George. Uh, have a lovely rest of your day. And if you ever want to come back, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let us know. Oh, thank you. We'd love to hang out with you guys. Also, I did donate, but I think I stuffed up because I didn't have an option to put it through as a donation for Tuesday breakfast. So please add that to your amount. And I hope you reach a target today. Thanks oh, that's all right. Well, I mean, a, a donation to 3CR, just the station, helps us as well. So thank you so much for your generosity. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Have a good block. day, guys. Thanks, George. <laughs> Bye. See ya. That was George Maxwell, ex-Tuesday Breakfast star. Um, some great guests. Yeah. And some really valuable things, I think, about 3CR. And while we were on the phone just then, we have received another $50 donation from Therese, who says, you're doing a great job, and she just donated online. And you too can also donate <laughs> online uh, on 3cr.org slash donate. Um, there is a link to the general fundraiser there, but there is also a specific link through to 3CR Tuesday Breakfast as well, if you wanted to donate to us specifically and get a shout-out on air. Yeah, um, so just uh, quickly as well, a shout-out to Emma for donating um, online. Um, and just remember, any any donation counts, any amount uh, will go a long way. So thank you to everyone who has already donated. Um, uh, you've still got time to donate, you know. Um, I mean, we're running this all week, so... <laughs> More yeah. money, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. No name on 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 it. That's true. So that's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Quick announcement, and we'll be right back. Are you wondering how you can pledge your support for a three CR radio program during Radiothon? It's easy. Call us on nine four one nine eight three double seven, or visit our website at three crorgau or simply post us your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277, that's P.O. Box 1277, in Collingwood, 3066. And thank you for being part of 3CR's annual Radiothon. You're on Tuesday breakfast. It's Radiothon uh, week, so we're getting people to donate. I um, hope you're not sick of our voices yet, but it's really important that you donate. Uh, $200 allows us to podcast uh, your favourite shows so you can listen back to them at any time. $50 pays for one month's supply of coffee uh, to keep you know our graveyard shifts volunteers going and also to keep us going, um, the breakfasters. 
Um, $35 will pay for a new turntable stylus uh, so you can he- keep hearing your favorite tunes. Um, and any amount would be absolutely great. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. Um, you can text us on 0488809855 and send us a lovely message and we will read it out. And you get a shout out live on air on 3CR Tuesday Breakfast. Yeah. What more could you possibly want? Know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Life completes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it is really important that you donate. I'm sure if you've been listening, you've heard many of our great guests um, really talk about why community radio is so important, um, really talk about why it's special to them. And, you know, 3CR is really important for the community in terms of amplifying those voices that need to be heard. Um, and especially, yeah, in as George uh, very correctly said, in a world that's kind of drowned by mainstream uh, news and uh, media, um, 3CR is kind of like a breath of fresh air. Um, yeah, all right. Well, um, while you're busy donating, um, we're gonna play. Um, we're gonna play a song. Um, I you're probably going to recognize what this is a cover of, but um, it's by a French duo that were quite popular in the early 2000s called Les Nubions. Sorry, that's a terrible pronunciation, probably. <laughs> um, and this is called Taboo. Mon instinct basique, mon unique 
Exutoire, le faire valoir de mon éthique Quand mon stylo colérique L'escorte de son jet toxique Mon encre devient acre Se consacre à la polémique C'est ma façon de fixer mes pensées En quelque sorte, une haine saine Que j'assène sur le papier Elle seule, j'avoue, m'a donné beaucoup M'a maintenu debout Et si c'est un tabou, c'est le plus doux J'ai tout fait pour y Just playing underneath there is uh, a song called Taboo by uh, French duo Les Nubians. So we're really excited to um, uh, present to you our following guest. Um, Janine Harani is a Palestinian advocate, campaigner and educator who arrived in Australia as a stateless Palestinian refugee in 1997. Janine is currently the director of Road to Refuge, an organisation that aims to change the narrative around refugees and people seeking asylum by transferring the power of narrative back to those who are most directly impacted. Um, Now, I'm sure most of uh, the listeners would know that Janine came on Tuesday Breakfast last month to talk to us about the Israeli occupation of Palestine and the ongoing fight to save uh, Sheikh Jarrah. And today she is here to tell us about some upcoming events to celebrate Refugee Week. So welcome back to the show, Janine. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Um, So Refugee Week uh, runs from the 20th to the 27th of June and... This year, um, I've seen that Road to Refuge is, is aiming to reclaim the week by moving away from traditionally tokenistic approaches. Could you talk us through this process of, of reclamation? Yeah, I mean, this process of reclaiming a narrative really is, as you mentioned, kind of underpins all of the work that we do um, at Road to Refuge. And it kind of um, comes from this understanding that at present, political actors and the media and the mainstream media in particular, actively harm people seeking asylum um, and people seeking refuge by silencing our voices and adopting racist narratives that really homogenise, demonise and alienate refugee experiences. Mm. And so at Road to Refuge, as you mentioned, we aim to change the narrative around refugees and people seeking asylum by transferring that power of narrative back to those most directly impacted. And our vision is that refugees and people seeking asylum determine the national narrative and create a society that includes, respects and values the diversity of our individual identities and experiences. And we do this through three key pillars. The first is building capacity as storytellers. The second is amplifying their voices through a range of different platforms. And the third is disrupting institutions where stories are shared. And so these events really come under that second pillar of amplifying voices. And we've got three events coming up, all of which and provide platforms for refugee voices and stories to be shared um, on their in their words and on their own terms. Yeah, so I noticed that one of the events is called uh, Shifting the Story, which is a multimedia art project sharing stories of refugees impacted by COVID-19. Um, could you tell us a bit more about this one? Yeah, sure. So, you know, that problem I mentioned earlier about refugee narratives um, really kind of currently demonising, alienating and homogenising refugee identities. This has really been exacerbated by COVID-19. We've seen a massive rise um, of racist narratives being adopted. We've seen a massive rise of them and us. We've seen, you know, our Prime Minister and other politicians yeah. talking about who deserves aid and who doesn't deserve aid or who deserves JobKeeper or doesn't deserve JobKeeper um, and so on and so forth. We've seen a rise of closed borders. I mean, we can't really separate um, what we're seeing now with... Um, you know, a rise of closed borders around COVID-19. We can't really separate that from um, increasingly closed borders against refugees and people seeking asylum in this country. Um, 
And on top of this, refugees are some of the hardest hit by the pandemic and actively excluded from critical support um, and left out of the conversation on, um, you know, what post-pandemic world might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and having said all of that, the crisis really does also have another side. Because of the pandemic, we've had the opportunity to really reimagine what's possible. We've seen conversations about universal basic income, about the incarceration, about inequality. These conversations have really come to the fore in quite a radical way um, over the past kind of 12 to 18 months. And that has enabled us to create visions for what an alternative future might look like. And so within this context, Stitching the Story gives six storytellers of refugee backgrounds an opportunity to articulate their experiences of the pandemic and also imagine what a post-pandemic world could look like. So these stories really connect us, uh, invite us to connect with people who've sought asylum um, in a way that you've kind of rarely heard them, um, in a way that kind of reimagines what a, a possible future might look like. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that showcase is um, on the Thursday of Refugee Week and it'll be an opportunity for these storytellers to have their voices and perspectives amplified. That's great. Um, I, there's also another event that's um, being hosted that week, which I personally am really excited about. It's it's the Black Palestinian Poetry Night, and um, on the Re- Road to Refuge website, um, there's you've included this great quote from Angela Davis, um, uh, and I quote: "Mutual expressions of solidarity have helped to generate a vigorous political kinship linking Black organizers, scholars, cultural workers, and political prisoners." with Palestinian activists, academics, political prisoners and artists. Um, could you tell us a bit about the political kinship between uh, First Nations and Palestinian communities um, and the import- in the importance of having such an event like this? Yeah, I mean, there's a long history of black Palestinian solidarity in this country and it's really been spearheaded by um, Uncle Gary Foley. Mm. And it actually came about in response to... Um, Uncle Gary having witnessed some violence um, on a university campus, some Zionist violence against the Palestinian and intervening. And I think that really, the fact that that's the foundation of a lot of this just goes to show how the solidarity kind of manifests in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many parallels between our struggles against settler colonialism and, you know, they really are rooted in this understanding that for us as Palestinians, while we may be victims of the settler colonisation of our homeland, here we're the benefactors of it. And so our work for the liberation of Palestine on this land, on stolen land, must sense Aboriginal sovereignty first and foremost. We must stand um, side by side in our fight against settler colonialism. Mm. And so I think the parallels are just, and the importance of drawing solidarity and, and showing solidarity are just undeniable. And this poetry event is an extension of a long history of um, showing solidarity between Palestinians and First Nations people. Yeah, that's great. I think um, what you said is, uh, you know, um, so poignant and spot on. And, um, yeah, I think people really need to realise that, um, you know, uh, the freedom of one community is so um, linked to another, especially Indigenous communities around the world. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And that's something mm. we've really seen kind of in response to... Um, what's been happening in Palestine over the last month or so is we've really seen this strengthening and this growth of transnational solidarity and this understanding that as Palestinians, um, our struggle but also our subsequent liberation is so inherently intertwined with the liberation of so many other communities and so Mm. many other people um, coming under oppressive systems around the world. And so I think that, um, you know, in the context of so-called Australia, black Palestinian solidarity really is um, the most, um, important and kind of um, urgent way that we need to, to draw those parallels. 
Yeah, and, and um, for anyone who's interested in attending um, these events um, organised by Road to Refuge, we'll put a link in our show notes uh, to the events page. Um, and but because this is our special radiothon um, uh, episode, we will have to uh, keep it short. But just before you go, Janine, I, di- I did want to ask you. Um, you know, we've seen a lot um, from Palestinian advocates. Um, you know. Uh, Right, very rightly so, criticising mainstream media here in yeah. so-called Australian overseas for for how uh, despicable they portray what's happening in Palestine. I just wanted to get your take on, on what community radio or community-run media means to you and the fight to free Palestine. Yeah, I mean, in so many fights for social justice, community radio really means um, that there is community ownership mm. and what that means is that we're the ones that determine the narrative and that is so urgent now especially when our voices and our perspectives are actively silenced. Yeah. Um, community radio means being brave. It means saying the things um, or creating platforms to say the things that mainstream media are too scared to say because they care more about dollars and cents than people and planet. And I think with all of that having been said, um, community radio is an opportunity or an avenue to have our truth heard. And mm. kind of in this world that we currently live in, and we can talk about it as like a post-truth world, but it's so um, disturbing to see how often the truth is um, covered up or denied or just yeah. not kind of um, brought to the fore. And something else, I guess, I'd also like to say about the importance of community radio is um, it's an avenue to build connections. Mm. I've been at the 3CR studio you know, in person and um, over the phone a lot over the past month because of all the things that have been happening in Palestine. And as part of that, met so many amazing people and really kind of built lines of solidarity with people at the studio. And it really is, for me, community radio really is solidarity being done in practice. Definitely. I think, exactly, I think 3CR, what they do really well, and I think community um, run media, what they do really well is just bringing people in, like being really inclusive, calling people in um, to, you know, uh, to show solidarity for, you know, um, each other's communities, um, for people and for planet, like you said, um, you know, without the, um, without money and and um, views and all those other things. Um, yeah, and like, uh, you know, I've been on, like, yeah, you know, like I've been on in the past few weeks I've been on First Nations led radio I've been on um, feminist radio like it just really is an opportunity for us Mm. to bring all of our issues into like to to show the intersection of all of our different struggles and all of our issues and I think that's such a um, such a strong and important thing to be doing. Well thank you so much for joining us today um, Janine and for being such a great friend um, and staunch ally of 3CR and um, uh, again for our listeners if you're interested in in celebrating Refugee Week uh, with Road to Refuge um, please visit the website we'll put it up in our show notes and grab tickets to those events because it looks like it's going to be a great week. Thank you so much, Janine, and we hope to have you back on the show soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that was Janine Harani, um, a staunch uh, Palestinian advocate and campaigner who came on the show to talk about um, not only Road to Refuge and Refugee Week, but also why uh, what community-powered radio means to her. Um, just in breaking news, we've gotten a very generous donation from Isaac of $100. Um, wow. We've also gotten a donation of $25 from Michelle and $20 from Lee in Brunswick as well. Thank you so much for your texts. Um, 
Michelle says, you've been creating awesome shows. Looking forward to and hearing what you'll speak about for the rest of 2021. Good luck with your target. We are so close to hitting our goal. Like, we're only, like, about 50-ish bucks away. So please give generously. Um, you can call us on 94198377. Um, also, a huge uh, thanks to Therese, uh, Jennifer, Mark, and Anya, um, and yeah, thank you so much, Lee and Michaeli. Uh, very generous uh, donations. Why not pledge your support now? Just text the word donate to 0488 That's 0488 Are you wondering how you can pledge your support for a 3CR radio program during Radiothon? It's easy. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit our website at 3cr.org.au or simply post us your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277, that's P.O. Box 1277, in Collingwood 3066. And thank you for being part of 3CR's annual Radiothon. You're listening to 3CR Tuesday Breakfast. Joining us now is Samantha Floriani, who's a digital rights activist currently working with Digital Rights Watch. She's written extensively about why digital privacy is a feminist issue. And so in a light of a raft of bill proposals from the federal government seeking to overhaul the Federal Privacy Act and also introducing new measures that might potentially stifle free expression online under the guise of censorship and multiple leaks of extremely sensitive personal information by police and federal agencies, there's no better time for us to think about and examine the link between privacy and authority and what it means to us, especially as feminists. So joining us now is Sam. Thank you so much for calling in, Samantha. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Um, I've been a big fan of yours on Digital Rights Watch, and um, I know that there's, like, a lot of um, bills that are being put forward before um, the federal parliament at the moment. Um, And a couple of months ago, I spoke to Lizzie O'Shea about the online safety bill and the potential ramifications, but this isn't the only piece of proposed legislation that could pose a privacy or digital liberties risk to all Australians. So can you tell me a little bit about all the bills that are currently coming up? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. There is quite a lot going on in this space. It's a really fast-moving area, which makes it exciting, but it also makes it um, you know, quite challenging for civil, civil liberties groups and um, civil society groups to, to push back, which is what Digital Rights Watch is all about. So there's quite a few happening at the moment. One of the big ones is the Identify and Disrupt Bill, um, which essentially gives the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission three new types of warrants, which are quite invasive and will let them uh, modify, add, copy and delete data, access devices and networks and take over people's accounts for an investigation. So we're um, watching that one at the moment, which is in front of the House of Reps. Mm-hmm. There's also the Data Availability and Transparency Bill, which stands to really fundamentally change the way that government is able to share 
public sector information, including personal information, um, and it's been widely criticised by privacy advocates as essentially undermining one of the Australian privacy principles. So that's a big one to watch as well. There's also uh, digital identity legislation under public consultation at the moment, which uh, doesn't sound particularly glamorous, but when you think about it, you know, the way that we are able to identify ourselves online and verify who we are actually does impact how we're able to, uh, you know, like access services or access support. And it also can often integrate with, um, you know, the the private sector as well and how we're able to, to um, you know, kind of exist in the internet economy as well. So, so that stands to uh, impact our digital rights. And then, of course, there's the Identity Matching Services Bill, which was people might remember came up in uh, 2019, which is all about establishing a, a national facial recognition database. So that got rejected, and it got rejected because it didn't have adequate privacy safeguards in place, um, but we're expecting it will raise its head again. So we're kind of just like, you know, gritting our teeth, <laughs> waiting for it to, to come back. Um, and the review of the Privacy Act, as you mentioned, which is kind of the silver lining. We're really hoping that we'll see some stronger protections introduced in the review of the Privacy Act. So keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah, it, it really is such an overwhelming number of changes happening at once. And I can understand it'd be quite difficult to sort of convey to people why each individual facet of that matters to them. Um, Absolutely. But one thing I was also thinking about in relation to all this is that whether, like, the dimension of that, if, whether we can trust authorities to maintain our privacy when we need it the most. Um, I was thinking about it this week, especially in relation to a domestic violence victim in uh, New South Wales uh, came forward and um, disclosed the fact that the police had uh, inadvertently given away all the information on her phone to her abuser in the process of, um, of taking out an intervention order. Um, and she thought it was just texts that the police had collected, but it turned out that they had collected all the data on her phone. Um, and it's not just the police. Um, and this has happened in the past as well. Um, there was uh, someone who, uh, a DV survivor who was apologised to in estimates just last week for having her details exposed to her ex-abuser via the NDIA. So when we have existing structures that don't effectively account for privacy of vulnerable people, then how can we expect to sort of understand how newer measures makes that better for them? I mean, it's a, it's a really good question because I think a lot of the time, uh, you know, government agencies really push this, this trust line, right? But they mm. haven't really demonstrated or earned that trust. And we keep seeing time and time again that there are reckless use of personal information and just like a, a clear lack of safeguards in place to protect those who are most vulnerable, who need to have their privacy upheld uh, most, as you said. Um, so it's really disheartening to see these examples. Another example was uh, in Queensland late last year where a senior constable pleaded guilty to hacking a computer system, pleaded guilty to it, mm-hmm. and then leaking the address to a domestic violence victim survivor, um, to her former violent partner. But then his conviction was overturned. So even when there is a, uh, you know, a concession to, to this behaviour, there aren't ramifications in place that would deter it happening in the future. So it's really, really disheartening to see. Yeah. Something else that I've... 
Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that's all right. Okay, please continue. So something else I've been thinking about a bit, like, is if you you kind of zoom out and think about all of the proposals that we've seen this year alone about tech policy or tech-based solutions that are all framed as ways to protect women. And I put air quotes around that for people listening at home because <laughs> it's, a, it's a sort of troubled phrase to protect women. Um there's a lot of them coming out. So you mentioned the online safety bill before, which um, has been framed as as a way, like a, a woman's issue. Yeah, protecting women and children is a lot of the... Yeah, exactly. But beyond that, there have been other solutions proposed as well. Um, so the suggestion that we should upload 100 points of ID to verify our, our identities before using social media, for example. Um, that, was, that was framed as a way to protect women from abuse and harassment online if people are not able to be anonymous on social media. We also saw the proposal to regulate pornography raise its head again, so that, that pops up every now and again, but it, it, it was um, raised again recently, and it was raised by a Liberal backbencher who specifically linked pornography to domestic violence, which is a pretty tenuous link. Um, and so what I think is interesting about these proposals, oh, and of course the Consent Act proposal by the New South Wales Police Commissioner, how can you forget that one? Ah, uh, yes, that um, was great. <laughs> <laughs> so when we zoom out and look at these kind of as a broader trend, they're all based on surveillance, they're all based on data extraction, and they're all based on the assumption that increased surveillance and policing would make people, and in this case women, safer online. Um, I'm sure I probably don't need to, you know, go into detail about why increasing surveillance is and policing is, you know, not necessarily going to increase safety for people, especially um, vulnerable and marginalised groups on, on 3CR. I'm sure listeners are well uh, across why that's not necessarily going to increase safety. But I think taken together, it really sort of appears that those in power are more interested in pushing this like regressive and punitive political agenda, which aligns with their surveillance capability ambitions, rather than creating tech policy which actually benefits and like genuinely protects women. Yeah, there, there's no, there doesn't seem to be anything in the proposed legislation that actually constructively helps um, the privacy of women, and. This ties into one more thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is I know that you've spoken about the idea of protecting privacy as a political act of community care. And I really liked this particular point because there's so much communication to women and culturally diverse communities about Internet privacy being an individual reactive approach. Like you should take these steps to make sure that you're anonymous online. It's like, well, if I don't really have a choice to do that via government means, like, you know, to be able to convey my opinion or be able to, you know, navigate the world in a way in which it's safe to me, then how how can it be an individual thing? It has to be a collective thing to protect all of each other's privacy rather than say you should be expected to give up X number of things. Absolutely. I mean, I think the the, the pressure placed on individuals to protect themselves is kind of ridiculous in the face of all of these structural barriers to protecting one's privacy, for sure. But also, it's an immensely political uh, act to be to be carving out a space where you and your community can, um, you know, c collect and organise 
um, share ideas, let ideas form and develop. I mean, our political movement would be nothing without privacy. If we think about civil rights or women's rights or the union movement, none of these would be able to get off the ground if it weren't for a level of privacy for those groups to be able to gather and organise. Because undoubtedly, the those who were in power at the time would not have, have liked um, groups of people pushing back against the status quo. Even now, environmental activists are some of the most heavily... Um, under some of the most heavy surveillance in, in Australia. And so I think it's really fundamental that we consider privacy and protecting privacy, not just for ourselves, but for others around us as this kind of really vital way to examine power structures, push back against power structures and make the changes that we want to see happen in the world. Yeah, um, you spoke about like even something as substantial as like a union. You need to have yeah. that level of privacy in order to organise. Absolutely. I think anyone who is wanting to, to organise any kind of political movement needs to be thinking very carefully about privacy of their community but and also the security of their community. Like, how can you communicate with each other in a secure way so that you're, you, know, you don't have peeping eyes looking into what you're doing and, and potentially undermining the work that you're trying to do as a community? Absolutely. Thank you so much for speaking to us today, Sam. You can follow uh, her on Twitter at Sam Floriani and also keep up to date with Digital Rights Watch Australia, Digital Rights Watch Australia at DRW Oz. Thank you so much again. Thanks so much for having me. Did you know that each donation over $2 you make to 3CR's Radiothon is tax deductible? That means that when you're doing your tax return business, you can claim your 3CR donation as a legitimate tax deduction. To make a pledge to this year's Radiothon, call the station on 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au/donate. 3CR Radiothon community-powered radio. That's right. All of the donations over $2 are tax uh, deductible. Um, And as I'm sure you know, if you've been listening, it is Radiothon. We've only got $58 to go until we reach our goal. So please uh, keep calling, uh, keep texting. Uh, if you need to hear it again, the phone number is 94198377 uh, or text us on 048809855. That's so close. I know. Um and if you need to hear it again, sorry, I re- I need to drill through these numbers. Uh, $58 is not a lot. Um, so it's nine, if you want to call us, 94198337 or text us on 048809855. Uh, we'll accept anything at this point. <laughs> Coming up next, we've got Giselle Hanna with Accent of Women, and we just wanted to mention um, that she uh, wants to thank everyone for pledges as well. We've got Megan, Candice, Tommy, Teresa, and Danielle uh, pledging up to $180. Thank you so much for your donations, and keep 
just keep sending them in, text us, call us, or go on the website. Um, one last thing for today, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's called in um, and had a chat with us, old breakfasters, family members. We've had such a great time this morning, and we're looking forward to um, continuing the drive for donations over the rest of this week. Um, we're hoping to speak to so many of you on the phone over the next um, couple of weeks um, during while we finish off the drive as well. Uh, if you can keep supporting community radio and um, giving generously to us as well. Um, we've actually got, uh, just really quickly before we wrap up, um, another guest. Final caller. Um, we have Daisy on the line. Hi, good morning. Hi, Daisy. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Um <laughs> Daisy uh, is also a community radio fan. Um, what yes. do you love about community radio, Daisy? Um, I think for me it's about being able to have access to media that isn't, um, you know, controlled by the big companies and um, being able to kind of sit and listen to community radio for community. Um, and I think also having grown up with my parents listening to community radio, I like the sound of it in the background when I first break up. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> and I think we're almost out of time today, um, but I think that you wanted to make a pledge this morning. Yes, I'll, I'll pledge $100. I hope that makes you <gasps> Oh, my God. We reached our goal. Thank you so much. Yay. We did it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for calling in the last That's okay. two minutes of our show. We really appreciate it. Um, have a wonderful rest of your day. Um, Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Uh, so we have just reached our goal. Um, perfect timing. Um uh, you should still donate though. <laughs> Keep donating. <laughs> it's been a long show of talking. Um, but yeah, keep donating. Um, keep donating. Accent of Women's on uh, up next. Uh, pledge to them. Pledge to the breakfast shows that are on. Um, it's really important to keep community radio um, on the air.